Welcome to a special edition of Between the Headphones, the Red and Black Flashback. I'm John James, your host for this podcast miniseries, in which I'll talk to past members of the Red and Black Sports Desk to get a full scoop on their experiences at the Red and Black and beyond. Today, we're talking to C. Trent Rosecrans, a senior reporter at The Athletic covering the Cincinnati Reds. So my first question is just, when did you join the Red and Black? Let's see. Um, that was the spring quarter. We were back in quarters back in that day of 95, so of my freshman year. So yeah, so I, I, I kind of joined there. The sports editor at the time was Mark Schleybaugh, who is now with ESPN. And when you were joining, did you have a career goal in mind, or were you just kind of feeling it out at the time? I wanted to write about baseball. And um, I guess I was technically a political science major, but I was taking a political science course that, uh, that quarter, and there was nothing that cured me of wanting to be a political science major more than um, taking a political science class. Realized that is not something I wanted to do. Um, so then I guess I may have kept it until I went in as that as my major until I went to the J school, but I don't really remember. But yeah, so I, I knew pretty early that, that maybe that's not what I wanted to do. And, and if I had any ideas of what I wanted to do, it was to be a baseball writer. So back in the 90s, I imagine the organizational structure was vaguely different than it was than it is today. Could you walk me through some of your roles that you had? Oh, yeah. So I started as a contributing writer. And then the summer of... 95, I, I was there and I was a sports staffer. At the, for the summer, we had two sports staffer, myself and Mark Lancaster, uh, who's now at Sporting News, who was <laughs> one of my best friends still. Um, he and I were on staff under a sports editor. And that was John Gallo, if I memory serves. It does, actually. And then, so I did that. And then I guess the next spring, or in the fall, I was on staff, but I was on staff and the entertainment staff. So I wrote a lot of music reviews and and uh, stuff about bands coming in town and all that. I was, I think I was that for the whole year, my sophomore year, and then the summer of '96, I was the entertainment editor. And was I? Maybe, maybe I was. I don't remember. I did stick around for summer of '96 because it was the Olympics and. We all did stuff. And then the fall of 96, I was, I might have been sports editor that quarter. I think I was. It, man, you would think I would remember this like <laughs> more uh, clearly, but I know I, I was a gymnastics beat writer at one point. Um, I guess I could look up when Karen Litchie had her 40 because I was doing that then. And then maybe the next year, the next year maybe I did women's basketball. Yeah, yeah. Junior year, I did women's basketball during the, during the winter. Um, and then uh, spring football. And then I went to the Athens Banner Herald. And at the time, uh, there was a rule at the red and black that you couldn't do both. And so my senior year, I was at the Banner Herald and was pretty much, I think I did like 30 to 35 hours a week as starting in the, in the kind of the winter as, as their high school sports editor. And so my senior year... I was no longer at the Red and Black. I was at the, I was at the Banner Herald and um, doing about 35 hours a week there because they didn't want to do 40 because if you did 40, you had to get benefits. So, <laughs> um, Wow. 
Yeah, uh, then a uh, week of graduation, I, I got hired full-time. So between yeah. all of those roles as culture editor with the Olympics, as sports editor with the Banner Herald, was there a story or a time where you felt it like really clicked for you and you were like, yeah, I want to go into journalism for, for as a career? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. Like, I'm not 100% sure... It, it had to have been probably pretty early. Oh, no, I know what it is. I know, great, great version. This was summer of 95. Uh, Brooks Hall caught on fire. And there was a big fire at Brooks Hall. And we were, the red and black was still um, over on Jackson Street across the street from Toppers, um, which is how we had always asked when people said, well, where's, the, where's your office? We're at Jackson Street. Where? Across from Toppers. And people knew exactly where we were once we said across from Toppers. <laughs> but I, I remember that in, in that summer in 95, the Brooks Hall fire. And us, like our, our staff, our summer kind of a skeleton staff going down and covering that fire and everything around it and smelling like fire for a couple days afterwards. That's, I, I think that may have been it. Yeah, that's, I hadn't thought about that forever. Um, but when I started thinking about it, I think that was where it's like, okay, this is really cool. This is, uh, this is fun and exciting. And so it wasn't even a sports story. It was, a, it was a regular news story, but it was, you know, when you see the flames coming out and it was, uh, it was, it was interesting. So moving past your time with the red and black, you mentioned that you had a, a love of baseball from the get go. How long did it take you to get into that industry? Yeah, um, let's see. I graduated in 98. I was at the Banner Herald for a little while, for I guess five years total, I think. Then I was in Alabama covering Alabama football and basketball. Not quite the same as it is now. Uh, the year that I covered them, Northern Illinois came to Alabama and won, um, which tells you <laughs> something. That was Mike Shula's first year. And then in 2000. Late 2003, 2004, I'd only been in Alabama for, for a couple months, but uh, Mark Lancaster, who I worked with Thread and Black with, was at the Cincinnati Post. And they had an opening. And it wasn't for a baseball, but I knew that to cover baseball, I had to be in a baseball city. And I had done a little bit when I was at the Banner Herald. Um, at the time, Morris had a dedicated Braves beat writer, and he would take a couple days off, and I would go... Uh, a couple of us from the Banner Herald, a couple from Augusta, we'd fill in on days that uh, Bill Zach was his name, that Bill had the day off. Um, and so, you know, I got my, my feet wet doing baseball at the Banner Herald, um, just seeing what it was like and not, like, really doing it. Um, but in 2004, the Cincinnati Post had an opening, and it wasn't for baseball, but it was to get to a baseball town and to be around baseball. And that was really important to me. So even though the Post at the time um, was part of a JOA, a joint operating agreement with the Cincinnati Enquirer, and when I took the job in early 2004, they said, hey, we're probably closing December 31st, 2007. We cannot make any promises beyond that. And true to the word, they did close December 31st, 2007. But in that time, I was able to get on the baseball beat. Mark moved on. He went into Tampa to cover the Rays. And um, I took over the baseball beat the last year. The last year of the Athens or of the Cincinnati Post. 
I was the last baseball beat writer. Um, that Cincinnati Post staff not only had Mark Lancaster, former Red and Blacker, but also Josh Katzowitz, a f- former Red and Blacker. And uh, our columnist, the uh, late great Lonnie Wheeler, um, Lonnie wrote, I had a hammer with uh, Hank Aaron, um, just a phenomenal human. But he always called us the Bulldog Mafia because the three of us would kind of hang. And, and Mark brought me and had large hand in bringing both me and Josh here. Uh, so uh, it, was, it was a good time, and it was, you know, red and black connections. So after December 31st, 2007, uh, how did you recover from... <laughs> well, I knew it was coming, um, so I kind of looked for jobs and all that, and um, I didn't get a job in Philadelphia, but here in Cincinnati, one of the radio stations wanted to hire me to, to, to write about local sports for their website. And so I did that for a little bit. I joked that uh, they then learned that uh, people who listen to talk radio can't read, and that's why they listen to talk radio. Um, so, and I, I say that jokingly, of course, I know they can read. Uh, they just may not particularly enjoy it. And so then I did my own thing for a little bit while I was trying to figure out another job. Um, kind of like a, a startup that I did. I did some crowdfunding. This was before there were such things as Kickstarter. Um, and did crowdfunding to, to cover spring training. Uh, built my own website. Uh, another former Red and Blacker helped me with that, Lee Heidel. Did that for a little bit till I got hired by CBS Sports to, to write about baseball. Did that for a little bit. The Cincinnati Enquirer then contacted me to cover the Reds. And then after almost five years at the Enquirer, around that amount of time covering the Reds, uh, the Athletic, uh, which was kind of in its, I wouldn't say its infancy, but I would say its toddler years. Uh, in their toddler years, they came after me and asked me uh, to, to join and, and take, offered me a job there. And uh, I kind of took the leap of faith. And at the time, it was a leap of faith. Um, I had a lot of people say, don't do it they're going to go out of business. It's never going to work. And uh, I'm glad I didn't listen to those people. I listened to a lot of smarter people like Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, um, you know, some people who, who, who knew what they were talking about and, and thought it was worth the, worth the, ch- the chance, taking a chance. So I did. And uh, that is a really quick uh, zoom way through uh, my strange winding career. So in those uncertain times, with the post closing down, with the radio show, with doing your own thing, with joining a new athletic outlet, were you ever considering leaving sports media? At that point, no. I will say there was a time very early in my career when I was at the Banner Herald and I was covering high schools and I was just struggling. Um, that is the only time I kind of considered. I guess there were a couple other times where I'm like, oh, what could I do? And I don't know that I ever got past that until something else popped up. But yeah, like early in my career, I, I wondered about it. And at the time, um, it was 99. It was the summer of 1999. I had uh, already scheduled a trip to see a friend of mine in Boston. I was going to go see a, a Red Sox game. I'd never been to Fenway. And I had that, that scheduled. And my editor at the Banner Herald knew that. And then one day he's like, hey... They sent us an application for uh, credentials for the All-Star game, which would you want to go? We can't pay for it. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because he's like, you're going to Boston. You just want to do it for that? I'm like, 
well, I'll take two trips. And uh, so I went and I covered the uh, 99 All-Star Game at Fenway Park. And that was like the point where I just said, no, this is really what I want to do. I, I can't consider anything else. I want to really make it a go with this and see if I can do it. Covering the MLB seems pretty intensive with the 162 games, 30 games a month. How how did you adjust to that kind of schedule? Yeah, it's um, it's different, and don't forget the six weeks of spring training. Um, it's uh, it's a grind, but it's kind of fun. Like I used to, I've covered football, and there's part of it where I, I just say like I don't like covering football as much as baseball. Football is. Uh, one day a week of stuff happening and six days a week of making stuff up. Whereas baseball, it's seven days a week of stuff happening. It's always ongoing. Um, many, for, for many years, I've kind of described covering baseball and compared it to like covering a soap opera. You know, it's, it's not, there could be something big and dramatic, but over the course of a week, maybe it doesn't even matter at the end of the week. And these storylines are constantly evolving and changing, um, whereas like football, it's like the movies. You know, you have your blockbuster coming out, and every event is an event, and it's a big deal. And then you just spend the rest of the week talking about the one big deal, as opposed to something that is just continuous and that's there and that is just kind of. I don't know. It's it's in a way, it's comforting that it's always there for you. In 2021, you served as the president of the Baseball Writers Association of America. Was that a goal of yours coming in, or was that something you stumbled into? I wouldn't say it was a goal. Um, I know there was a goal I had of um, joining the organization and getting 10 consecutive years, uh, active, active years, so that I could get a Hall of Fame vote. That was that was a goal, and, and it like there are so many parts of my career that I I didn't know that that would be possible. Luckily, it it was, and I was able to do it. Um, I was honored to be able to serve as as president of our organization, which uh, does a lot of of stuff. It was a a lot of work for not a lot of pay. Actually, like, no pay, really. Actually, I think think technically I was supposed to get $2, but I haven't seen that $2. Um, And so I can do a little better off dead. Um, That's a reference for the really old folks in the head and here um but it was challenging um 2021 was <laughs> everybody uh in the organization notes that i had the absolute one of the absolute worst years there's two bad years 2020 and 2021 to do that job i got one of them um but it was interesting like i you know i was on the phone all the time with mlb and like you know at the all-star game and winter meetings uh, a lot of discussions with Rob Manfred and, and, and so like it it I think ultimately it really did help my career and is a big part of it and um and and hopefully I did some some good stuff in my my short tenure it's uh, those are all those are by design one year tenures um and so it uh it was it was a lot of fun that feels kind of like a a high point for your career but looking back at your start way back in 1995, 96, when you were starting out with the Red and Black, what was one thing you wish you had known at that time? Back then, like, that I could actually do it, that it was more than just, I don't know, fun. (laughs) I don't know that I would change anything. We just, we had a blast, man. We used to have, 
uh, red and black parties. I, I lived with a couple other red and blackers my, um, I guess it was my junior year. And we'd have parties at the house and, or the apartment over there and uh, on the east side. And it was funny because those were back in the days of, of newspaper delivery. And we all, we had like three people lived at that apartment. And we had three people there who each subscribed to the Athens Banner Herald and the AJC. Um, and then we picked up the New York Times on campus, like the physical papers. So there would be three papers on our doorstep every morning um, that we would then grab and you had this bundle of papers under your arm that you'd take to the um, to to everywhere, and uh, that was part of life. And it was just so much fun. Like you know, the parties on the weekends, you'd make sure you stayed up till the papers got delivered, um, and uh, we we had a blast. I, 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 I'm trying to think what I would tell myself back then. I, like maybe that is just it's all worth it, and that you know you did the right thing going to the red and black, and that these people will be your friends for life. Um, Stephen Robinson, Mark Lancaster, Lee Heidel, uh, Kerry Gibson, I mean, Norm Wood I still talk to, uh, you know, Schleyball. These, I, I met the best people in the world, and um, we had the best time. That was, that was as much, if not more, of my education than the University of Georgia was, was the Red and Black. That was a wonderful answer. Um, where can people find all your content and coverage? I'm at The Athletic. I cover uh, the Reds and uh, Major League Baseball for The Athletic. Uh, Twitter, C-Trent. Um, what is my... I, I get, that's the easiest. Twitter, you know, that's uh, kind of where we hang out uh, to, our to our detriment sometimes. Uh, but yeah, The Athletic. Um, part of your New York Times bundle if you wish to do that. And, uh, and Twitter. So, C-Trent. Thank you for your time. Yeah, no problem. Thank you.